Bachelor Life with Brent and Jeff. Why are you smiling like that? I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. This is the Altar Life with Brent and Jeff, and we are in part four of our James series tonight. Welcome. We hope you enjoy the show. Yes, we do. Tonight's episode is playing favorites from James chapter two. And uh, we got lots of great music for you tonight. Stick around. We got an Elms double play, an Audio Adrenaline double play. I think that's uh, maybe the second. Yeah, two weeks in a row with an Audio Adrenaline double play. Not bad at all. It must be all about James. They run the gamut of subject matter. <laughs> and uh, we've got a band like that's them. been around for so long, like them. You know, they've hit it all. Oh, yeah. They're just jumping all over it. And uh, we're going to jump on it right now. We're going to get right into the topic tonight. Grab your Bibles, James chapter 2. My brethren, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with partiality. For there should come into your assembly a man with gold rings and fine apparel. And there should also be a man, a poor man in filthy clothes. And you will pay attention to the one wearing the Timberlakes, Timberlands, whatever you call them. (laughs) Timberlakes. The Sean John sweater. I don't know. <laughs> I wear, like, T-shirts. I don't know <laughs> what the style is. If you pay attention to the guy that has the fine clothes and say to him, sit here in this nice place, and say to the poor man, here, sit here at my footstool, have you not shown partiality among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Mm-hmm. Who's done that? You're like, look at that guy. That guy's dressed to the nines. He knows what's up. He's obviously, obviously a great guy. Look at that hobo. Like Boxcar Willie over there. He's like, total loser. <laughs> Here's some change, hobo. <laughs> Hobo. <laughs> it's a term that we don't use enough. I no. Think. I don't even know. I'm sure there's means. probably some like Hobo Alliance that is says that that's like defamation of character or something. Like, we don't we don't appreciate the politically incorrect term of hobo. We prefer <laughs> street dweller. <laughs> street <laughs> occupant. Um, anyway. Don't look at people, don't judge a book by its cover and then make your friends accordingly and think that just because someone's rich and wealthy that God likes them and doesn't like the one that isn't rich and wealthy. That's basically the gist tonight, so you don't even have to listen to the rest of the episode. Yep, might as well just turn it off right now. No, don't do that. we got a lot of great music <laughs> and um, a lot of great topic, and we're excited about being in James. It's so far, you know, this is episode four. So far we've had three chapter or three, not chapters, just one chapter, but um, three episodes just in James chapter one. It was really good, and look forward to what God wants to teach us tonight about looking how God looks on the inside and you know men just look on the outside and not to react that way and um, God doesn't look at the outside we've heard those verses before he likes to pick the things that you wouldn't necessarily pick and use those things and and it it's a good reminder for us because we we look in this world and the world teaches us that you need to look the part you need to act the part doesn't matter what's going on inside it, what matters is how you're showing yourself presenting yourself on the outside that's who the real person is and that's not necessarily true and when we judge people like that it, it shows that we have evil thoughts because only god can judge what is right and what is wrong um who got only god knows who who are his he only, you know we can't just judge by one person oh well they're not a christian just look at them you know you can't make that dis- assumption and um you know it's really good to step back especially in this culture that we live in in america and you know, in this Christian, you know, Christian nation, quote unquote, um, we forget what it's like and we don't know what it's like in other countries when everybody's like in the same poverty stricken state or, or, you know, there's such a vast difference between the rich and the poor. Um, 
that this might not affect us in such a degree as they talk about here, but it's still something that's so worthwhile to think about, not looking at people on the outside and judging them thus. <laughs> yeah, we, we spend a lot of our time looking at the outward and not looking inside. Um, and Because uh, the outward just is temporary and it fades away. You know, James being the brother of Jesus and, you know, no doubt saw who Jesus picked to be his disciples. Um, you know, fishermen, <laughs> dirty old fishermen, tax collectors, people who were not respected. Um, just who he picked to follow him as his disciples, you know, is proof enough that Jesus did not look at what was on the outside, but looked inside the heart of a man. Um and pick people that really didn't deserve to be picked, you know. Um, But yet there's so much in the church. And this is why I think it's really cool. He says, for if there should come into your assembly a man, you know, as you are gathered, if you have someone who's coming and they're not as wealthy, they they look really wealthy. They look like they've got their act together. Um, They're slick. And uh, don't pay more attention to that person just because of what they're wearing. Um, than the person who's poor and doesn't have as much. And it's almost like, you know, in the church, unfortunately, in our flesh, you know, we we act so much that way. You know, there's the successful Christians in the church and we kind of gravitate toward them. You know, it's always good to have friends that have money because then you can go over to their house and use all their cool stuff. Um, right? We think that way a lot of times. And <clears throat> meanwhile, there's someone who God just loves so much. I mean, he loves all of us, but just wants to pour out his spirit on someone and that person's really probably doing you know behind the scenes is just doing an awesome work for the kingdom and yet all of our attention is the man who's got the nice clothes on and we're missing um, maybe what God has in store for us you know because being in the assembly you know we're supposed to love each other and so often we we don't really love each other we basically love those who we like or love those who we think we should probably get to know because they seem like they've got it going on in this world. And, um, it's so, it's such in contrast, uh, what our flesh wants to do is such in contrast. And what our society tells us to do is in such in contrast to what God is actually talking about here. Um, because what we have on the outside has nothing to do with what is going on on the inside of a man. And, um, you know, we, we need to be careful with that. And that's what we're going to continue to talk about as we keep rolling tonight. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. That was If You Love Someone by Dismas. And if you love someone, it doesn't matter what they look like. It doesn't matter. And, you know, I work in an industry, unfortunately, where it matters that someone is rich. And if they're poor, you know, we, we make you make your decisions and your your comparisons based on their, their monetary value, unfortunately. That's just kind of the, the nature of the business. But boggles my mind and it, it's probably the one part about my job that I hate if I can say that is that we look at these people and they say this person has a lot of money so we need to treat them a certain way so that they keep their money with us and it's like so contrary to the spiritual side of me that has been you know birthed anew in me when I became a Christian to think that way you know I have to for my job but also at the same time it's like God's like don't judge a person because they're poor or because this person has a lot of money, don't give them special privileges. You know, just because this person paid for the new addition on the church doesn't mean that they should get any more, you know, any more of an opportunity to speak to the pastor or, you know, doesn't get any closer to God because they did that thing. 
than the person who would love to but couldn't afford it. You know, and, and Jesus harps on the poor a lot. And he, and he has a special place in his heart for the poor. You know, he talks about the widow's two mites and how the people gave out of their abundance or the leftovers that they had. And then this woman has the two mites, you know, poor, rich. If you did a study just on that, you'd be amazed. And uh, continuing on tonight, listen, my beloved brethren, has God not chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Do not the rich oppress you and drag you into the courts? Do they not blaspheme that noble name by which you are called? And I'm just thinking about Jesus when he said, um, you know, how hard is it for a rich man to enter the kingdom? You know, is it's harder for a rich man than for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. And basically, you know, the rich, the, the money, you know, the stuff that they have, you know, it can be so distracting. And, um, but yet the poor are in tune. <laughs> it's like, you know, when you need, when you feel like you need something in this world, you know, how often do we get to the place where we, oh, we need stuff, you know, oh, our house is too small, oh, our car doesn't work right away, we need a new car, oh, you know, if we only had this or that, or what if we only had that wife or husband, or if we only had more time or if we and we go through these wishes that we had certain things and it's like we always then that defines our prayer life unfortunately a lot it's like oh well that's what we're going to pray that god gives us this and god gives us that because we're always so focused on what we don't have and what we need um and the poor knows how to pray i mean people who are desperate for whatever it is know how to pray because they've been praying for whatever it is that they need the rich eh I don't need anything in this world. I've got everything I need. I almost don't need God. <laughs> and that's the thinking there. Um, and isn't it a shame that, you know, as Christians in the house of God, in the body of Christ, we so often look at our brothers and sisters and we judge our brothers and sisters based on what they have and how they look. Um, you know, if, if someone came into your church and walked down the aisle in ripped up dirty jeans and clothes and smelled because they didn't have a shower and you know some homeless guy just walked in and sat down you know how would you how would would that make you feel weird you know would you feel like awkward like what is this guy doing here or would you be challenged or would you be find it easy to go over to that person and just love on them and accept them as a tr- true believer if they are um, or would you kind of like keep your distance let someone else talk to them i mean it's really challenging to think about this in real life you know like what if someone came into your church like that nobody has regretted putting all on the altar the altar life with brent and jeff that was my clothes my hair by the ambassador a great song where we i just remember you know you go through your different phases and stuff like that and People look at you, you want the attention, you don't want the attention, whatever it may be. Um, and Brent hit it on the head. Like how we can sit here and we can read this and we can be like, yeah, you shouldn't judge people. That's wrong. And then the first chance you get, you're going to see some smelly guy walk in your church and you're going to like slide down to the other end of the pew. You know, it's like the Good Samaritan story where all the, all the righteous people, the so-called righteous, saw that guy beat up on the side of the road. And nobody did anything to help them because they didn't want to, like, associate with the likes of them. You know what I mean? And God has chosen those people to do amazing things. 
And uh, the problem is, is that oftentimes the people that have the money, have the success, they don't, like Brett said, they don't depend on God for what they need, for their needs. They have the, they, they are so well off that anything they want they can have, they, they forget all about their needs. And the poor man, the one, he knows what his daily needs are, and he seeks God for those things. It's something to think about. You're unbelievable. The Ultra. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. All right, that was The Outsiders by Need to Breathe. Need to Breathe is a great band. I just love all their stuff. But anyway, this is the unbelievable segment of the show. And, um, you know, in light of our topic... How often have we changed our appearance or tried to mimic something or someone in the culture <laughs> so that we looked like we were all together? Yeah, it's like cool. The media said, if you dress like this, you will be accepted and be popular. And we're like, okay, okay, I believe that. Let because... me tight roll my jeans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me wear uh, Sherpa boots in the middle of the summer call them Uggs because everybody thinks that's cool. Let me shave designs inside of my head. <laughs> tracks. Oh, do you remember <laughs> Lightning tracks? bolts. Ah, oh, it's terrible. I'm going to uh, dye my hair magenta and it's all because I don't want people to judge my appearance. I love when people are like, hey, if you have a problem with the way I look, that's your problem. It's like, well, why are you trying to look that way unless you want the attention? It's funny because in 2000 and what, what were we, 2011, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you kind of you have uh, there's a style now, right? But like if someone came in, you know, we started met, met someone and they were like we're totally 80s, like short shorts, mustache, big glasses, <laughs> tube socks with red stripe. Yeah, totally. <laughs> be like, uh, dude's weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk. Like, to, don't talk to that guy. <laughs> that's the people that really don't care about what you look. 30 like. years ago, it'd be like, that dude's awesome, man. Check out his shorts <laughs> or lack thereof. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you wore like the pants down around your ankles, everyone would be like, "What is that? That's insane! Why would you do such a thing?" Now it's like, "This is cool. This is totally yeah. up." And uh, I just think it's really funny. Like everybody's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm going to dress up like this." I mean, I went through so many. I still go through phases. Every time I take a picture, I look like a different person. Right now, <laughs> I'm growing my hair out and I have a beard. I look, I'm, my goal is to look like Jesus. That's what I said to Brand. <laughs> but sometimes I'll have short, spiky hair with like a blonde streak. You know, I just. I'm just doing it because it's fun to change the way you look and stuff like that. It's not like because I want everybody to be like, look at that guy. He's so awesome. <laughs> I tell that to myself, but maybe I do want that. <laughs> Who knows? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. But it's always to be you're like, oh, look at this guy. He's like so cutting edge. Like he's got like this, this like I don't care attitude. But it's really the people that don't care are like the nerds that have like pocket protectors and stuff. Like like they really don't care what people think. No, of them. definitely And not. they're fine with that. Like I respect that. You know, the guys that just sit around talking about Magic the Gathering all the time and, like, Dungeons and Dragons. Like, they really don't care that people perceive them as, like, total dorks. And, like, you know, they, they can quote, like, they can speak Elvin or Elvish or whatever <laughs> it is from, like, Lord of the Rings. Like, that's, like, their that's their life. And they don't care. That's respectable right there. I like it. Nice. Hey, it's Josh from December Radio. Hey, this is Crystal Myers. Hey, this is Josh from Nevertheless. Hey, we're Cajun's Call. And you're listening to The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. I love this verse. Listen, my brethren, has God not chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he promised to those who love him? And, you know, the challenge right there is God chooses the poor and the weak of this world. I mean... He doesn't glory in our strengths. He doesn't glory in 
what we can do in the flesh. I mean, he's got it set up in such a way that, you know, we, most of the time when we're succeeding in him, it's because we've been weak in that area and he's come through or we've something that we've completely surrendered. And a lot of times we surrender in the areas that we just can't do because they're easy for us to surrender because we're ob- it's obvious in our minds that we can't do it ourselves. And, um, you know, he's chosen the poor of this world. He's chosen the weak. And as, as Christians and as sons and daughters of God, if we're not choosing and loving the poor of this world, then we're basically not choosing to love ourselves because we are the poor of this world. Um, you may be rolling stinking wealthy and I hope I get to meet you someday and you can share it. Uh, <laughs> but chances are you're not and chances are you're one of the poor like me. And, um, you know, our prayer should be that God can use us and how can we judge each other for what we have in the bank? The Altar Life. Music. Please give us the power to blow people's minds with our high voltage rock. Truth. Come on now, don't be bashful. Real. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. The Altar Life. With Brent. Someone need a hug. And Jeff. I like to eat. Is that such a crime? Period. That was Love at the Core by Run Kid Run. And that says it all. Because if you... If you say that you have the love of God in you, then status doesn't matter. Class doesn't matter. Looks don't matter. And, um, you know, he says, this is how God works. If you're not okay with that, you need to get on board. It says, if you really fulfill, if you really fulfill the royal law, according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You do well. That's the focus. The loving others as you already love yourself. Because God knows that we... We love ourselves. If we didn't, we would just fall out of bed in the morning and crawl to our cars and go to our job. But no, what do we do? We get out of bed. You know, we, we paint this bag of bones up. We try to look respectable. We go to work. We try to do a good job. You know, that that's innately part of us. So he, he takes it a step further and says, love others the way you love yourself. Love at the core. You know, that's that's the idea here. If you're if you're showing favoritism to other people, like this guy can give me a lot of stuff, so I'm gonna like be his best friend. But this other person, I can't get anything from them, so why should I give him the time of day? You know, that's a lot of our selfish mentality. What can we get out of the relationship instead of what can we give? Um, then we're not honoring God and we're not doing the law. You know, Jesus said the two most important commandments were to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And if you're showing favoritism, you're not obeying either of those laws because you're not honoring God when you're not obeying what he says. And then when you're not loving those people, not only are you not obeying what he says, but you're not loving the people. So that's two commandments broken. Bam. Bam. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, right after they says, if you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. It's sin. You know, it's that serious. This is not just, oh, I should be friendly with more people. No. You know, showing partiality, choosing some to love someone more than someone else because of something as trivial as how they're dressed or, you know, how much money they make in their salary um, is sin. And God takes that very serious. You know, what kind of body of Christ or what kind of fellowship would we have if all we did was just sit around and look at each other and compared ourselves to each other trying to rank who's better all the time because that's what we're really doing when we're showing partiality you know we're trying to decide you know you're better than me i'm better than you um 
that's sin. That's pride. And that's that's what it is. And, and he's laying that out for us tonight um, to be challenged by. It doesn't take much to show love to someone who looks run down or, you know, needs something. But it's a prideful thing when we're like, I can't, I can't lower myself to that standard. I, I've brought myself up into this class of people and I need to associate with only the best, you know, and, um, no, those people are actually under humans, <laughs> you know, they're, they're not on the same level as me, but you know, in your, in your small mind, even if you consider condescending down to the lower types of people, you will be blessed and you'll honor God because that's what he did. Think about that. Like, you're like, I can't be bothered with these wretched people. What about God condescending down to our level? It's like, they always say, <laughs> if you made a planet of chihuahuas <laughs> and then you became a chihuahua and like went and <laughs> because you love chihuahuas so much, you know, that was, that doesn't even, <laughs> that doesn't even come close to how much God lo- showed his love by coming and being a human that sweat and could smash their thumb with a hammer and, and suffer and just be miserable. Uh, he did that for us and that's the love that he has. And that's the love we need to have for others. And I was just sitting here thinking about, you know, the context of this passage, you know, he came right out of the end of chapter one, describing what real religion was, you know, in the last verse there was pure and undefiled religion. Like we talked about last week before God is this to visit orphans and widows in their trouble. James has a real heart for those who aren't that well off. I mean, you know, a widow's in a tough spot because, you know, the man of the house died. So of course that's her, her whole income. Um, in that day, in those days, and basically doesn't have anyone to take care of her, and uh, the poor, you know, orphan, no parents, no one to provide, you know, the poor, you know. James has a real heart in this passage, and then he says, you know, if if you one of these people are in, with you, you know, pure religion, you know, what God's heart is in this situation is His heart is with them, you know. He's hanging out with the widows and the orphans and the sinners and the tax collectors and the short people who are up in trees, Zacchaeus. You know, he's with the people that are less fortunate. He's helping the blind and the lame, the leper who's outcast. You know, that's where Jesus is. That's where he's hanging out, you know. And that's why he calls it sin when we're within the body of Christ and we're with an assembly and we're looking around at the end of our noses at each other trying to figure out who's better. I mean, it's just like the disciples, you know, they're pointing fingers, Jesus, who's better, me or him, you know? It's like, what are you talking about? You guys are both stinky fishermen that I just see and pulled and, and put a calling on your life. You know, it's the wrong way to even be thinking about it. And um, I wonder how, what our fellowships would look like, what our churches would be like, what this society would be like if we took this to heart and we really loved people without partiality. You know, we loved people... Um, especially those who are less fortunate because those are the folks that Jesus, you know, is spending more time with um, necessarily, you know, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's not, and, and, and that's his heart. He's there with them, hanging out, eating dinner with them. Why aren't we, hmm. you know? Why aren't we the ones there? That was Underdog by Audio Adrenaline. That's the way, uh-huh, we like it. You know, if you're one of those people that is poor and is being told to sit at footstools, good for you. Because God chose you to confound the wise and the rich and 
to do amazing things. Blessed are the poor. Theirs is the kingdom of God. Yeah. Poor in spirit, obviously, but yeah, <laughs> it works the same it's way. The same. And I think it's funny, like we we make our assumptions as to what is success based on like popular opinion, media, and all that stuff. And I actually have the verse underlined. Do they not blaspheme that noble name by which you were called? We look up to these people, these role models, quote unquote. Oh, like keeping up with the Kardashians. Why are we keeping up with them? <laughs> it makes me angry. Like, I honestly, like, I want to, like, do something about that. Like, they have no skills. And don't those people who we look up to blaspheme the noble name by which we are called? Why are we looking at these examples of success when they blaspheme who is on our hearts? Jesus Christ. Have you ever heard of Plato, Aristotle, Socrates? Yes. Moron. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Love is in the house, and the house is packed. That's right. Toby Mac, so much so, we got the back door cracked. <laughs> and the back, the Mac is back, no slack. Sorry. Now I could just keep going. Uh, DZ track this jack. <laughs> Beyond comprehension. <laughs> I love DZ Dog and everything after. Um... We're getting ready to get out of here for the night. I can't believe it. Four episodes in the can. Bada bing, bada boom. About James. Four James. James episodes. Yeah, that's what yeah. I meant. Yeah. A lot more Ultra Life episodes. <laughs> a lot more. But um, we've only made it. We only scratched the surface. We're only through one and a half chapters so far. And uh, next week, we're going to move into a great topic. Faith Without Works is dead. Yep. And, I'm looking uh, forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And we're really excited. You know, go out there, uh, find those people that you think are the unloved or the unlovable and ask God to show you, to put the rose colored glasses on, you know what I mean? To see, to see God's people as he sees them, not by dollar signs on their head <laughs> and like the Armani suits that they wear and all those things that we get so bogged down with when we look and judge people. God doesn't judge us that way. Why should we judge others that way? You know what I mean? We, we receive the grace of God, and we're thankful that he doesn't judge us like that. Yeah, it's a good way to look at your own heart and to realize, like, if your priorities and your your perspective on other people is looking for things that are temporal, you know, it's a good thing to barometer of our own hearts to ask ourselves, well, what do we think is important? The things of the world and the temporary riches, or is it really the riches of the kingdom? Is that really important in our hearts? And Hopefully tonight, as we've been talking about this, you know, that's something that we can we can take with us. And instead of just listening to the word and forgetting who we are, we can actually be doers of the word and, um, you know, check ourselves <laughs> before we wreck ourselves. <laughs> so, uh, Jeff, this has been a good episode. I'm excited to see what God has in store next week. And um, until next week. Be cool cats. Live for Christ. Music, truth, real, period.